When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hi, David. Hi. Well, I'll say how are you were chatting on yeah. the first time right now. Yeah. Probably shouldn't do that, should we? No. What, beforehand? <laughs> yeah. I quite like it. <laughs> what, do you like chatting with me on FaceTime for now? Yeah. Do you? Can't even look at you in the eyes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how lovely. <laughs> what a lovely thing to hear. <laughs> I don't know. That's it. No, let's just say it every now and then. I enjoy talking with you too. <laughs> <laughs> hell, what's my issue? I don't know. What's my issue there? I haven't looked at you for about a minute and thirty. <laughs> what is my up. issue? <laughs> you're, looking you're, you're looking all round the path. The camera. I am. <laughs> Glanced at me then. <laughs> I enjoyed talking with you then. Fucking <laughs> hell. Oh my god. What is wrong? Sick. Oh, well, it took a turn. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. What a lovely chat we had. Yeah. Um yeah. we've got Kathy Ryan coming on, that's cool. Yeah. I told you what I want to talk to her about. Yeah. Um, shall I explain it to her? Because otherwise the audience are going to hear it twice. I'm trying to think if I'd like to know, you know I mean? before I she comes. Like I think I'd want to know what you're thinking before she comes on. Okay, right. I I did some work with, I did some filming with Catherine last year. And I, I love Catherine. I think she's fantastic. But... I also felt like when I was around her, she, her philosophy on life sort of was was really different to mine, and and I, and I felt like I was sort of learning from her and changing, and sort of the way I was thinking was sort of going, you know, you're bloody right, and I'm gonna be, like I sort of wanted to be like her when I was sort of, and I was sort of going, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like you, and then obviously. I came back in your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I got pulled, stuck back down into the mire. <laughs> no, like, like there are certain people, aren't they? In your, I'm like that with Danny Baker. 
Right, you get sort and of... I hear Danny Baker's, the way he's just kind of... It's their philosophy, happy isn't it? Happy-go-lucky. Well, well, Remember look, hearing, like, he'll he'll earn 50 grand, just go and spend it. Yeah, well, it, Catherine's a bit like that. And, she, and then, but everything, everything she does, I think, first of all, I go, what are you on about? And then she sort of explains her philosophy, and I go, and I, you know, we all sort of think we're right, you know, the way we sort of, well, you know. She entranced you. She entranced me, and and I, and I, I, I think that's the perfect word. And I was, I think I was Thank talking you. about her too much. She just said, "What to her?" No, to to Petra and stuff afterwards. Catherine you definitely said, spoke to me about her a lot, quite a lot. Um, enough to go. She entranced him. <laughs> but like, I found myself sort of saying, "Oh, Catherine does this to Petra," and like, and Catherine said this, and. Um, is she entrancing you now, having uh, well, even she two text, minutes late? <laughs> she just texts me saying, coming. Ah, uh, right. I, and, uh, and I I just, I'm sort of, I'm, I don't know, I'm remembering being around her. Ooh, this is lovely. I'm glad the audience have heard this before. She's, she, it felt on. like I had an arm around my shoulders all the time. She's probably going to go, big what sister. In, yeah. Yeah, exactly. What, but, but a care, very caring big sister. I've got a caring big you sister. You have. You've got a lovely sister. Yeah. I really like your sister. Yeah, I do. A um, very good sister. She is one um, of the best. She listened to this, won't she? Yeah. She's she's bought a um, rocking horse. Has she? Oh, and she listens, apparently she listens to the podcast doing that. <laughs> oh, dear God. I don't want to know that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello. Hi, Catherine. Hello. How are you? Your no. microphone's phallic as well. Hang on. I have to do something. Oh, Already on the trance. Audio. <laughs> la 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 la. Speaker. <laughs> Am I blushing, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Fixed it. Sorry, I couldn't hear you at first. And here you are. How are hello, you? Hello, Catherine. I'm very well. Thank you for having me on. Have, have you have you met David before? Yes. Yeah, I've met you once. I think I always meet you in character. <laughs> like no gigs and stuff. And I love Brian. I I love it. But I Oof. I've always met you like about to go on as Brian. Oh right, I'm fantastic out of character. <laughs> <laughs> I like him already. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting jealous. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you properly, Catherine. Really nice to meet you too. Are you in your out in your the th thing you were having built your podcast studio when we met? You were having this built. Well, if HRMRC are listening, yes. But if you look <laughs> at it properly, it's wow, like a sports center. Oh my it's god! Look center. how look how. Clean what? it is. <laughs> Everything's well, that... quite clean around where I am. Um, but it's also not mine. You know, this is meant to be a podcast studio. And I, my husband's kind of turned it into like a man cave. Check this out. Let me see. I love this. I love looking around people's stuff. <gasps> You've got a bar. You're sat at a wow, bar. Basically. You're sat at a yeah. little bar. And is it in your is it in your garden? Yeah, he's is got it... draft beer. This is our garden. Which way is it's... your house? Point, point which way your house is. You know, my son loves saying that way, that way, but he says rat way. And I was about to go, my house is rat way. 
<laughs> this looks lovely, Catherine. I also feel like I'm snooping. That's my house. Yeah, which is oh, oh yes, wonderful lawn. I'm having trouble. Can we now I'll... go into the house? <laughs> yes. Give me a little while. To um, this is cribs. This is trying to make cribs. Um, do you you do you and Bobby use all of that equipment, or does it just sit there? Bobby uses it. So my husband is a retired He's athlete. So fit, by the way. Yeah. David, her husband is fit. Fit body. <laughs> Like fit as in fit as a fiddle and fit sort of sexy fit. Yeah, but that's annoying uh, when you're married to it. Like when you're looking at it on a bus, maybe it's fine. But the day-to-day maintenance of a fit husband, like he played 27 <laughs> holes of golf yesterday. And <laughs> yeah. like he went to one golf course and did 18 holes. And then I was at work and my daughter got home from school and she starts messaging me like, where's Bobby? And I looked on our family, like find my friends group. And he was at a different golf course. And I said, excuse me, are you doing double golf? And he said, well, I'm playing a quick nine in the buggy. It doesn't count. And he's just like ludicrous. He, um, he really idolizes Mark Wahlberg. Are you familiar with Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg, who gets up at four in the morning and has a super body. Yeah. Oh, this, you know about it. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't believe it. If I'm honest, I can't believe anyone would, could sustain that. Believe it. They do it. And they sustain it by uh, being a prick to their friends and family because they're hungry and tired. <laughs> no one's ever said it to me like that. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they just prioritize It's always been sold as a positive. I get no. up at four in the morning and I work out. Yeah, that's true. Catherine, Catherine, if you see, if I'm walking along the bed, if I get my body nice and, nice and tight <laughs> for the summer, if I'm walking along summer, the beach... David. Well, next summer. <laughs> if I'm walking along the beach, do do women go, wow, look at him? Or do they go, fucking stay at that? Are you attracted by abs? This is yes. what's confusing to women. Or not. I, ah. I'm not. And here's why. I love, I genuinely love my husband because yeah. he crept into my like central nervous system and made me love him when I was 15. And I sort of can't escape that. So mm-hmm. I love him like a lovesick teenager. That is no good because it means that I am very tolerant and I'm not the Catherine Ryan we see on stage. I'm like, <laughs> Whatever you want, babe. Sorry, I don't have 27 holes. And then um, <laughs> he, <laughs> but his, wow. his like fitness usually puts me off. When I watch Love Island, that look that the young people are doing, the shaved chest and the too many muscles and the tan, and the eyebrows. I mean, that looks horrible to me. And men like that are usually quite preoccupied with food and gym. And secondly, they're very prickly. Right. And I don't think women like that. I like a dad bod. We don't care. But they're okay. But lot- okay. That's nice to hear. Do you ever look at like like the fit that the who were put up as the ha- most handsome men in the sort of sixties and stuff? And they they were like barrel chested, but kind of had thin arms yeah. normal arms and i was like god why can't we go back to that day where you weren't a million miles off who were considered <laughs> we the hot bobs we will go back to that everything comes full circle we'll be dead by then well i don't think so i think that the long-term use of all these steroids is gonna be evident like any mm-hmm. day now and the kids stop popping i do think so i like that look, Good. especially. Bobby doesn't take steroids. I mean, Bobby now feels, I mean, he's about to 
come in, actually. He um oh, is he gonna work out while we pod? That'll be fucking he can't. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. You know, in we the background. Could... And if we can ask you to tilt the camera away from you and over to the gym area, that'd be we couldn't bloody. have it because he really does make those noises. He'll be like, Ooh, I'm like, no, this is why I don't work out. I don't want to sweat or make noise. But um he thinks he's fat right now. So I mean I don't know. Honestly, when I see because you know, when I see him, I go, and he feels fat. Fucking hell, honestly. Annoying. And I've I've had two of his children in the last two years. So how do you think I feel? I'm like, hang on. I work. I'm a woman who's turning 40 month. I've had two of your kids. I'm breastfeeding still. You have the audacity to walk in here after your 27 holes of golf and call yourself fat. Like, thanks a lot. <laughs> He's getting an absolute slagging. <laughs> he doesn't mind. He's really cool, actually. Do you know Bobby's on TV now? He's in on Gogglebox. Is he? Oh, is he? Yeah. He it hasn't um well, it will probably have aired. Oh no, when did your podcast go out? Like the same day that we record it? No, uh, probably go out in a cut, like a week or two. Oh, all right. So Bobby was on Gogglebox last Friday and maybe even the Friday before. I take it you were on it as well. Yeah. What's that like? Do they come into your actual house or do you go to a pretend house? Well, now you've asked a real am I, am behind I... the scenes secret. Oh, yes. I'm it's, so good at this. It's very much supposed to be your actual house. And we would have been open to them filming in the house, but they want to film during the kids bedtime. And we just have too many babies for that to like make sense production wise. There would have been noise. Someone might've cried. And so we filmed at a house down the road that looked like our house. Right. But so I think when I'm, that's a scandal. When I look at Denise Van Outen's house, on, yeah. cause it's celebrity goggle box. I'm not looking at their actual house. Cause I, that's sort of part of the fun though, isn't it? Sort of going, ooh, they've got quite gauche taste or whatever, but. I think so. But wait a minute. Yeah. Is Denise Van Outen dating Duncan James or are they friends? Who's Duncan James? From Blue. He's From on. Blue. Oh, no, he's. Oh, hold on. This is one. Isn't that who she's on with? Oh, no, but he's, um, he's gay. Is he? Oh, so then. Yeah, because I met his boyfriend who, again, was stunning. I've only stuff. been on the pod for 10 minutes and already it's a gossip channel now. A celeb <laughs> yeah, yeah. news and... Oh, God, he is, he's openly gay, isn't he? Oh, God. Don't worry. Oh, no, we don't put it out. Is he yeah. all right? Yeah, he's all right. I think so. Yeah, he is openly gay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah, cool. Anyway. So he's friends anyway. with Denise. <laughs> anyway. And his boyfriend is stunning. Um, oh, so they goggle box together. But uh, no, uh, the ones I've seen is with her husband. Never mind. Uh... Sorry. Well, anyway. Sorry. Um, so was it fun? Was Gogglebox fun? Did you actually it watch was... the program and actually tell, or did you sort of uh, give them clips and go, that'll do? Well, you watch clips of the program and then they just want you to chat. But Bobby is not used to television world. So we were watching a quiz show and he was really trying to play along and win. <laughs> and I was chatting and he was like, will you stop? Will you stop? I get the answer. And he got the answer in the end. He's really clever. He got an answer that apparently only one population can get. You're super supportive, aren't you? Despite my chatting. <laughs> but then you, you did ever so well. And then we saw, if I can bring you a real scandal. Yeah. See if you can follow this. We saw an episode of Below Deck, which is a Love reality show where people work on char yacht charters, and it's Wonderful about program. the wait staff and the you know hospitality and they, staff. And they get off with each other because they're trapped on a boat, exactly. Yeah. But on this occasion, two men and their family were chartering the yacht, and the two men, uh, Barry and Tony, were the first same-sex couple to have babies via surrogate in the UK. 
They now have five children, all via surrogate. The plot thickens. They're no longer (laughs) together, Barry and Tony, but they live together with each of their two new boyfriends. I'm still not done. (laughs) One of the boyfriends (laughs) is the ex-boyfriend of their eldest daughter, Saffron. Flair. Also lives there. Fuck, hell. I need to write this down. So, yeah. (laughs) You weren't ready for it. I think that uh, there's. I've never been a program I'm more likely to watch. I'm going to watch that so much. I (laughs) I went through so many emotions, Joe. I felt like... (laughs) That's a scandal. You can't have a, a, apparently a straight uh, young man who's dating your daughter <laughs> in your house. Then all of a sudden, because maybe you're worth 45 million pounds, another detail I forgot to add, you magically fall in love with the dad. You break up their marriage. You continue to live there. And then I kind of got my way around like full circle because I thought some men have mistreated me in the past. And if I knew that my dad was fucking them, that would make me happy. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that would, would be make great. you happy, not <laughs> sad. Not sad. That would make you happy, dad, not sad. My dad should fuck my ex-boyfriends because he's a top. He's a what? He's a top, my dad. What's that, a top? What's that? It's like... Good in relationships, there's usually. <laughs> don't say that, David. It's not. Sorry. I'm not Sorry. comfortable with you. So I'm fine with Catherine, but not you. <laughs> don't in shame every with David. <laughs> sorry, I won't. I'm sorry. I'm, in every relationship, there's a more dominant uh, partner usually, and in most heteronormative, same, uh, you know, not same-sex relationships like my husband and me, you would think I'm a top. I work as a top, but I live as a bottom. My husband's a top. In Joe's relationship. I still don't understand what you mean. I would say Petra's a top. I don't know your partner, David. Uh, in gay relationships, sometimes people go both ways, but it's more pronounced when there's a top. The person who's the top in a same-sex relationship is usually the one Do you like, mean like makes decisions for sexually? Oh. Not decisions. <laughs> like it's just more dominant, but it, but when a same sex oh. relationship, it also usually means that's the one who's doing the penetrating. Ah. Right. Ah. <laughs> so you know what I mean? I'm not. So I'm not, you reckon you're still tops? Yeah. <laughs> so your dad, you're confident, would be a top. But I think my mom's also a top, which is wow. why they're no longer together. <laughs> so they were too top heavy. Yeah. Wow. You know, you can tell right away, like Jimmy Carr, top. Um, oh, can we go through everyone? Frankie Boyle, you... bottom. Well, Frankie Boyle gets penetrated. No, 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 <laughs> or no. Or would. No, but like. <laughs> like, it's just a personality thing. It's not always a sexual thing. Okay. <laughs> can it just be a sexual thing for this? <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is already the most different pod we've ever done. <laughs> I only have in a wonderful way. One gear. <laughs> I want to know who else is a bottom. Josh Widdicombe. Bottom. <laughs> Rob Beckett. Top. Ooh. Yeah. Because he's like, laddie, oi, oi, oi. And then he's like, I think he's got a bit more top energy. And Louise, okay. well, Louise can might he, also Can he have top. secret tops? Sure. Um, could like, you can have, Josh yeah. be a secret top? Don't no. when the doors go. No. Wow. There's only way. Anyway, we can find this out by the end of the pod. <laughs> Text everyone we're talking about. It's, being a bottom is not a bad thing. Like I said, no, I'm kind of a secret bottom. 
Yeah. Because you would <laughs> well, think... Well, not that secret. You're saying it here. Yeah, but you would think I'm a top. When people meet me... Live on Chatterbix. When they... Oh, here comes my top now. BK. Wowzers. Hi. How's it going? I'm just delivering some apple juice. Thanks. Wow. Yeah. Sure. Top on, unfortunately. Come here because they oh. film it. Just pop in so we get your right sound. You could say hello. Hi, Bobby. Hi, how are you? Yeah, good. How are you? We're just talking about how fantastic looking you are. Is that <laughs> oh, okay? Geez. Everyone talks about <laughs> it. <laughs> Only Catherine talks about it because she's, um, I don't know, in love with me. Joe a, a bottom. Oh. She's, a bo- she's a bottom. <laughs> she is, yes. Definitely a bottom. <laughs> oh, you know that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I figured that out. You're aware of the bottom top scenario. We're learning yeah. this. I figured it out. Um, I was kind of dating a, a top? A, a gay girl. Wow. That, and then that's, I, I figured it out maybe five years ago about how this all worked. And then, it, yeah. So, so you were dating a gay girl. Yeah. She was Wasn't that, that gay. She was, right. well, she was, when did you find out she was a gay girl? Well, I knew before because she don't, she only did women for like the 10 years prior to meeting her. Oh, and right. then I guess she's bisexual by definition now, but yeah. Bobby's so hot, he could turn a lesbian. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's hell, Bobby. You, God, I'd love to be you. But I think you. she might have been a top. You. No, she was like a bottom in the bedroom, but a top in, in real life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is all new to me, all this chat. Yeah, we're this is go- sorry for going quiet. It's a bit, yeah. Sort of just there's a lot to process for David and I. Yeah. We talk about canals and. Uh, You're blushing, Joe. I am so red. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the most open conversation I've ever had in my life. Oh, we <laughs> and, only I, have... and I was only listening. Yeah, yeah. we only have open <laughs> conversations. You're going to get a whole new audience. Yeah, flip me. They are not going to stay with us. <laughs> They're like, I liked it when they talked to Catherine and they were open, but every other episode they closed. Well, do you have some it. idea? Like, would you say you're a top or a bottom now that you have a rudimentary understanding of what it means? No, 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 um, no, David. <laughs> I really want to talk about canals. <laughs> I'll let you guys go back to the canal. Where's your nearest canal, Bobby? Um, where is the nearest canal? I'm not too sure, but like my knowledge of canals is quite limited. There is a North London canal that goes right to. Why are we talking about canals? Because I'm more comfortable <laughs> talking about. Canals. Where is this canal you should go? I can, I can I'll find take... your nearest canal and I'll text it to you. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, there oh. is a North London one. I think it's the one we filmed in for the Duchess. Oh, yes. And that was near sort of Islington. Yeah, that, well, that's the region. Oh. Mm, yeah. do, but that doesn't go up towards you. That goes east-west. Sure. There okay. has to be another one that's closer. Yeah, I'll find it. I'll find oh, it. There's, there's one that goes to Enfield. That might be your nearest one. But, yeah. yeah. That'll be it. Well, nice chatting with so you guys. Yes. <laughs> no, stay. Thank you. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you're more <laughs> than happy to work out in the corner. No, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna chill out, do a bit of admin, maybe hit in the sauna or something. He's I don't hiding know. from yeah. the kids. Yeah. Ah. I got to go to the dentist in like four and a half minutes, so I'm trying to. Oh, yeah, I don't okay. like the dentist, so. Yeah, I'll yeah. go next week. Yeah. Have Oof. a sauna. Yeah, I will. Um, yeah, have a sauna. Joe's safe word is canals. Bye, <laughs> bye, Bobby. Canal, bye. canal, canal, <laughs> canal. Sorry to interrupt the pod. I hope you're enjoying it. But um, just wanted to tell you that we have a Patreon page you can join if you're enjoying what we do. And you can get even more of us. Oh, can you imagine? 
For as little as £3 a month, you can get early access to podcasts, behind-the-scenes bits and bobs. We post pics and videos of what we're up to. Um, there's even an opportunity to come on the show. So uh, if you fancy that, go to patreon.com forward slash chatterbix. Now, enjoy the rest of the pod. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Joe, why don't you tell Catherine what you told me pre pre pod? Yeah. Okay. Okay. This might sound weird now. Oh, now I've got to say it. But when we were, this were is huge, filming, Catherine. This when is we huge. were filming last year, yeah, together, I was saying to David, I was really struck by by your philosophy on everything, mm. and I said to David, like I, I felt like it sort of changed me, your philosophy on everything, and it wasn't just, like it wasn't like one thing. It was just your outlook on everything sort of made me rethink everything i sort of think about stuff like i remember one thing you said which sort of really stuck with me was i was sort of taking the piss out of myself do you remember when you went don't take the piss out of my friend oh yeah oh honestly that makes me and Ooh. and i was like and and i was like what and you went oh no I, you're you're making you're making fun of my friend and i like my friend and so don't make fun of my friend yeah and there was just like loads, loads of stuff like that all the time or your philosophy on like money versus time and all these sort of things. And I was saying to David, like, I felt like you're one of those people when you're around them, I felt like more positive than I usually feel. Good. And I was saying to David, I sort of wanted to talk to you about that and, and how what your sort of philosophy on lots of different things. Because me and David are quite 
negative. Mm. And we're both, so this is a negative area. Oh. And I feel like you're quite, I don't know, you just like, like you remind me of Roshi. I was, was Roshi the other day, and she has a sort of different philosophy as well for me about stuff. And, and, and I'm both of you, I'm sort of, I always sort of come away thinking like differently about whatever we've been talking about. Like, you know, you remember like the money you said about like money, you go, oh, I can earn more money, but I can't get time back. Right. And stuff like that. And I was like, oh, wow. What a, just that alone made me go, oh, yeah, I never thought of it like that. Like, it might, you know, like, if I can get there quicker, then I'm at home. I'm at home longer. Oh, this is uh, me taking helicopters places. Yeah, basically. Can we talk about that? <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about that, David. That was amazing. Can we talk about that? That's, I've never laughed so much in my life about that. Well, that's because the Isle of Wight is an outrage and it's too difficult to get to. And right, I've got to tell David this. Okay. We did, <laughs> Take a helicopter to the other this one. This is so good. Yeah, so it only good. takes like 40 minutes. 30 minutes. <laughs> From north to you to... So I was on the ferry, sort of a helicopter go over. <laughs> and uh, so we, we filmed on the Isle of Wight for this pilot, for this thing we did. And uh, I got there. <laughs> And I said, oh, um, is Catherine on the, um, what ferry is Catherine on? And I, oh, no, no, she's getting a helicopter on. <laughs> well. And I was, like, I was like, fuck off. And uh, and I was like, well, we've got, where is she landing? I had to see it land, but I did, I couldn't get there. But I saw it, I think I saw it. No, no, you sent me a video of it, didn't you? But she got a um, helicopter over and I was laughing. It, like, oh, not paid by the production. Like Catherine got, got the helicopter. And, and then I was like... <laughs> I said, what did you get a helicopter? <laughs> she was like, because it takes 40 minutes and then I can spend like two more hours with the kids. Yeah. In Ventnor. Because <laughs> 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 it flew from North London near your house, right? Yeah, we have an aerodrome uh, like 10 minutes from the house and we take the kids there to watch helicopters and planes. And then I thought, well, how much does it cost to get a helicopter from here to Joe? Because I really wanted to work with you and do the project. And that was a day that cost me money to work. But I just wanted to do it. But I also wanted to be with the kids. So I make those concessions all the time. And my my brain with that was like, I would never think I should look into how much a helicopter costs yeah. to fly over. And I think... I think at that point I was fascinated by you forever. Like I was like, I want to, <laughs> I want to know what your thought on everything is, basically. And um, yeah, and it was just so funny because you were sort of also like unapologetic about it. Like it was like, no, it, it gets me there in forty minutes. Yeah, it does. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, no, that gets there. I, was... <laughs> I think the differences that you're pointing out between us. Are, um, are just cultural. I feel like you guys maybe feel negative because you're British and, and it's just God the way of apologizing and being like, oh, I don't know if I'm good enough. And then I come in with this real North American energy. I think compared to my own people, I'm probably not that positive. Fucking hell. Imagine that. That's because oh, well, that was the other thing I was going to say. Um, like when we were talking about being, we were chatting about like sometimes you're perceived in a certain way mm. online or, or whatever. And you said to me as well, you go, and you're not rude at all. You're never rude. You just said, you just, you just sort of uh, direct go, no, I can't do that. So 
um, I, you know, someone says, uh, should we go and do that? You go, no, I can't do that. It's, it's not for me. Yeah. And you just give a straight answer. And over here, that's sort of perceived as rude. And you said, if you look at anything I've ever said on television or anything, it's never rude. It's just, you're just direct and we're not direct. We just sort of go, oh, sorry, no, let me think. Um, can I? And you just go, no, that's that. I don't want to do that. Thank you, though. Right. I haven't learned the uh, language, the dance of no worries. No. <laughs> yeah, but we're all like, if we apologize 82 times, then it's not impolite. Whereas you just go, no, I don't want to do that. Thank you. Right. Well, um, I offended people the other day on my podcast because um, I was saying I, what I had been taught about neurodivergence is that there's a spectrum and all of us are somewhere on it. And I think it's almost considered autistic to be like, no, no, thank you. I don't like that. Yes, let's do that. And I think that uh, I thought, oh, well, maybe I'm just somewhere on that spectrum. And then a lot of people who navigate neurodiversity were like, you are not autistic. Do not say that. You are either or you're not. And I'm not, I'm not saying that I am, but I just think some brains work like that where they just go no thank you i mean but look i do a lot of things i don't want to do actually like <laughs> for a lot of people i'm needed all the time by everyone so i think sometimes i just have to it's just quicker and i'm like i um i love people who are like that too i don't think it's ever appropriate to send a long text or email about anything and to try to do this dance. I love my American manager, Dave Becky. He's like a very, very successful American comedy manager. Um, he either doesn't get back to emails or he'll just get back and be like, nope. I love that about Dave. I know exactly where Dave stands and I feel comfortable knowing exactly where Dave stands. And similarly, I don't want people to be dancing around me. I want them to tell me, no, I don't want to do that, Catherine. I'll go, great. Now I know where you stand. I, I just don't know why people aren't all more that way. It's mm. nice to be generous and to try to accommodate someone, but to be honest about your feelings is like, I don't even know where to start if people can't be honest with me about their feelings. So I just give people like, here's how I feel about that. Now let's see what we can do. Why do they get offended just because we don't do it generally? I don't know. I, I think of, well, Jimmy Carr always says offense is taken, never given. And I certainly don't mean to offend anyone. I just feel like it's maybe not for me to understand all the time. I think a lot of my ethos comes from this one wonderful therapist that I had back in the day. And I don't see her anymore because I run out of problems. And sometimes I want to invent <laughs> so that I can go visit Pam. But she was wonderful. Uh, my Achilles heel uh, before I reconnected with Bobby was always relationships. And I would be so committed to like, helping someone or fixing someone or making them understand. And I'd be mistreated and I'd go, Oh, but he just doesn't understand. He doesn't understand. And that therapist was like, it's not your job to make someone else understand, like articulate yourself to the best of your ability once and then leave it. And if they choose not to understand or they can't understand, then just move on. So like, I don't, I don't think too much about why or how people get offended. It's like not my problem. Even that I'm like, yeah, see that guy. It's not my, I'm like, okay, that's something I'm going to keep. It isn't. You do your best. Like, but I'll then I roll that away. I do. I am receptive to constructive criticism. Like, I used to do this Beyonce material at, at Live at the Apollo, genuinely ten years ago, 
and I was very young and very thin. And I, I was very like kinetic. I'm dancing around being Beyonce. And it was a celebratory bit about how much I love Beyonce and how strong she is. And people still, when I'm on tour, ask me, do that Beyonce bit. And I have to tell them, no, I can't do that anymore because it was highlighted to me that when you fetishize a black woman's strength, you deny her care and vulnerability. And that is a huge problem in that community in like maternity wards and everything else. And that, that bit offended people. So like, even though I, it's not that I completely don't care what people think I am receptive to always, you know, evolving and learning and stuff, but ultimately sometimes people like to get offended. And so why would I deny them that pleasure? Yeah. I'm not very insightful is my thought in there. Well, you don't really <laughs> offend people though. Like neither of you, well, Brian, maybe sometimes. Offend. Yeah. And I used to feel terrible after gigs. Terrible. No. I did. Why? Yeah. Because <clears throat> I don't want to upset anyone. And um, yeah, I, I mean, Scroobius Pip would say when I supported him, I'd come off stage and just apologize every night for, for doing my act. <laughs> he go, no, that's why I booked you. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not comfortable with it. <laughs> oh, no. What a weird, <laughs> like, masochistic. Mm thing to do to yourself every night you felt yeah happy. it's kind of like i wanted mm. to do something on stage that i would want to watch yeah but i'd rather someone else did it than okay. me yeah Catherine, i was going to ask you how do you deal with work and children because i in the last year i'm now turning down work because i can't bear saying goodbye so I'd rather be at home and be a little poorer and be yeah. with them. How are you with, yeah, going off for long periods of time? How old are your children? Well, I've got a biggie. Yeah. He's 21, but I've got a seven and a five-year-old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it's difficult to find that balance. And people, especially when you're a woman, they ask you the same questions they ask you about working in a male dominated industry and being a mom and imposter syndrome. And they also ask, can you have it all? And my answer now that I have two under two is two under that, two. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Is that you can have it all just not at the same time. Mm. So there's a time and a place for everything. And right now I'm going to have to choose every day. Like, so I'll turn down work, which I hate doing, and then my career will suffer a little bit. Or I'll go to work and then my kids will suffer a little bit because you get different kids if they're raised by someone mm. else or a babysitter. Mm. You know, they do want to be around you. That's all kids want. Even when they're bigger, they like to know where you are. And it's comforting for them to have you at home. So right now, I think what I've done, uh, because when my son was born, I went back to work like eight days later, but I did bring him. And then when my daughter was born, I was asked to work that evening and I almost went What? because I, I just had her at home and I felt fine. And I was like, well, I'll just bring her to the one show. And my husband was like, you were going to do the one show a couple of hours after giving birth. Yeah. because <laughs> I, I had a special to promote and I was like, I, I genuinely think that would have been the best one show episode I know existed. I was thinking of like I thought that'd be funny and I can wow. do it I felt fine but no my husband was like what, looking back would you have been able to do it like when yeah. you when you did like like so that that uh, wh when the one show was on and you were sitting at home 
you were like, oh, I could do this. For sure. I was, I felt fine. It was my third baby. And Bobby and I went to a party with her five days later. We went to Jimmy Carr's Christmas party and we brought the baby and that was fine. So, I mean, like we could have done it. I, I mentioned it because I'm kind of pissed off that I didn't do it. Fuck. Have another baby and do it. You should have done it. <laughs> have well, another baby just to see if you can do the one show. Just to see show. if you can do the one show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I struggle with it, David. I haven't really. Oh, I do. Out. I really yeah. struggle with their, just their little faces. And even when I come down here to work, how long are you going to be? I yeah. can't even. Yeah. Such a tricky time. Well, I just wondered how others did it. Yeah. I mean, you can have it all just not at once because soon they're going to be looking at you and they're not going to be five and seven. They're going to be 15 and 17. And they're yeah. going to be like, dad, I need like a fancy car and you need to go to work and buy it for me. Like they become these little fin doms after a while. <laughs> but you know what? Here's, here's how, what it really is, is that money is a, is a terrible thing for children. And I think it gives you options and it gives you freedom and stuff. And you can do things, stupid things with it. Like take a helicopter to go see Joe in the Isle of Wight. But that's not stupid. Don't you dare say that's stupid. That's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely think I was um, a better, better mother to my daughter, Violet, who will be 14 in a couple of days because when she was born, I was destitute. I didn't even have a smartphone and I was so connected to her all the time. And we had to play games with what we had and go to the park and spend a lot of time outside. And I think if you get lost in your work, it's like, it's like this. Um, what are we calling homeless people now? Vagrants, displaced people, um, unhomed. I don't know what the most PC term is right now, but you see someone who is sleeping rough and they have a dog. And everybody goes, oh, that poor dog. And it's like, that dog is so much happier than the rich guy's dog who gets locked in the condo all day while the mm. rich guy's at work because mm -hmm. babies, just like a dog, like they don't care about stuff. They just want your company. Time. Oh. Yeah, they want your time, yeah. You're doing the right mm. thing, I think. Mm. See that? Mm. See that? I, I can't help guys see there's another clever thing. Like there, like there's just like the way you, you just peering in watching. <laughs> Is it clever that I compared David's children to a uh, sleeping rough dog? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you could tell me anything and I'll take it as the new. Fact. I don't even think that's mine. I think I heard it somewhere. I think Sarah Silverman said something along those lines about the dog, but those dogs are happy dogs. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm very. I lead with gratitude. I feel like when I had nothing is when I figured out that I had everything and I was 25 years old and I was in this country with Violet and I wasn't on TV yet, but I was sort of on maternity leave from my office job and I was trying to do comedy and I was worried about what the future would look like for us because I had been an overachiever when I was young and everybody expected a lot of me. And now I was like a poor single mom in a foreign country and I didn't want to go back home with my tail between my legs. I thought, um, tough love worked for me best. So I said to myself, like, you have everything, like, don't feel sorry for yourself. You have mental health, which I have always, I know I'm just very lucky to have that. It's nothing I did. I've always been very mentally together and you're young and you're like traditionally very beautiful. And I was when I was 25, <laughs> you, said, <laughs> you can do anything. You can, you have all these privileges. You can walk into basically anywhere 
with your tools and make it work. And I'm, and I went, Oh, and then I, I realized I already have everything. My daughter's healthy and well, anything else is a bonus and all this frivolous stuff that I have, it would be fine if it went away tomorrow, because I know that it's just a bonus. And if my loved ones are safe and well, then I have everything. So, I mean, I do feel like you you are like from, you're worried about money. Are you like, like the kind of it going away? Cause I feel like I wouldn't love that. I, I mean, I do love money, but we, myself and David, have a we're very similar to the fact that we panic about being skint again. Oh. Whereas I guess, like, you don't have the same outlook on that. Well, you, well I don't know. I'm guessing just from no, know, knowing because it. I'm a hustler. And look, I could get. Um, I'm 40, like I said, this month. No way. They could just decide never to put me on TV again. It's a tricky age for women or comedy is always evolving and changing. I, people could just stop buying tickets to see mm. me. Like anything like that could happen, but I don't really think about it because what you seek, you shall find. So like if you're thinking negatively and you're panicking about being skint, your sort of gravity will, will maybe pull you towards that. But if you look upwards and you think like, Oh, look at all the wonderful things I'm doing. Look what I have. What could I do next? What could be next? It's so exciting to think about all these options that I have then like your future will lead that way. I really like, it's not traditional manifesting, but you know, a little bit. Um, Catherine, we need to be able to text you when we record <laughs> podcasts. If we're having a little moment, would you mind if we just go having if a moment? We, we need an answer for something about why we're, I don't know, failing in whatever way we're failing. Please Can you do. send us a, like a three line pet? <laughs> Yeah, it's possible, but I mean, any time it will be Canadian, in daytime. The Canadian helpline. Yeah, yeah. Is that possible? Maybe you guys just aren't drinking enough water. I thought you were going to say wine. Why? Showing off, chatting a lot, expecting others to want to watch. Showing off, joking a lot, expecting others to want to listen. I don't like showing typical radio ad while eating a crunch bar this is automatic of autos used cars this weekend only we're having a whale bring the kids see for yourself it is huge you're gonna make a big splash 
No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by The Weather Channel. It's suggested that brands avoid using sound effects in podcast ads. And remember to speak in a chill tone. Well, here's a suggestion for everyday life. Tap into The Weather Channel app. It's loaded with insights that help you manage your allergies. Breathe easy and use your outside voice. What in the weather are you waiting for? Be a force of nature with the Weather Channel app. There's something I wanted to talk about. I something that <laughs> I loved watching you do, which was my like, it made me laugh so much. And I want to ask, I hope you don't mind me, when we were in an airport one time, do you remember when you? created your own book signing yeah <laughs> i've never laughed it was so <laughs> it was so unbelievably funny and weird yeah but what right. what happened we were we had like an hour and a half for, before there was a plane yeah uh, our plane was coming so you bought your own book in wh smith didn't you did you buy about 20 or something i did and then you did a book signing and you gave away 20 of your books. And and I <laughs> and none of it made sense to me, except it really made me laugh. And and you had you were like, oh, just um, you know, just you know, doing a bit of PR while we're waiting for an hour. And <laughs> I think I phoned Petra and like talked her through what was happening. Yeah. Because I was just like in wonderment at this thing that was happening in front of me. And then and then you, I think you got on a different plane to me, and I was just left having kind of watched, <laughs> sort of on my own going, I was just watching some 35 minute book signing where everyone was given a, a meet and greet and given a free book that, that not only had you written, but then you'd paid for over the odds because it was in an airport Smith. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone was really pleased. And then you got on a plane, and I just watched it and went, well, your mind was different to mine because I'd have been going, hold on, I'm 250 quid down here. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's what I think about PR. And it's very controversial and I don't want to upset anyone by saying so, but I don't think it's kind of a bullshit career now. I don't think we You need... don't think it is? I do. I think it's... Oh, you do um, think? I think hiring a PR company is a lost art. I feel like it's a fool's errand. And I feel this way because... I had a PR who was very competent. I really liked her a lot, but I didn't feel like she could do a lot or was creative in like what to do because I'm watching my daughter and her generation and so much happening on socials. Or then I look at someone like Joe Lysett, who's very self-motivated mm. to do stunts and pranks. And mm. I just best, feel like he's so great and he's so yeah. authentic and imaginative and experimental mm. and individualistic. I just love him. But this PR company, then my agent was like, well, we need a bigger, better PR company. And I went, do we? And then I got a PR company that charged me 
get ready, four grand plus VAT a month. And I paid them for two months to do, I'm sorry to say, like, basically I feel nothing. They got me a few little things but they were relationships I already had. Like, oh, you're going to go on the Jonathan Ross show. Well, yeah, what do they do? Yeah, Catherine? I was going to say, I've, I've never, really, I've never no, had I don't know, no. been involved in anything. Of, they get you invited to things, but like, because I have these small kids, I can't really, I don't really need to be on red carpets. I don't want to do that. I wanted creative solutions to promote my special. And I, I thought, okay, you know, I'll make this investment in the PR will be really creative, but they just kind of got me on the same radio and the same shows I'd always done before and then charged me for like their taxis and hotels they stayed in on top of that. And so after two months, I just went, look, it's nothing you've done. You know, I'm sure that you're very competent, but I'm not paying five grand a month with VAT for like basically something I could do by myself, Mm. no offense. And so then I just started doing things myself. I was like, well, I'm going to film a book signing and it does take effort. It's annoying. It's a little bit embarrassing for a minute, but then it's like, well, I've got 45 minutes to kill. I'm going to save five grand. Yeah. Yeah. By like thinking of my own. Not being a big deal. Yeah. Right. Um, Because there are people who just don't even think about it. They go, of course I need a PR. You just have to think outside the box. It's like, I'm saving 4,800 pounds a month by doing stupid shit like that. Right. Fuck. And, and PR, like, sorry, going back to PR, like, for, right, I was going to say, what, what, is the, what is the point of PR generally? Is it to kind of get get you more, and not you one, more famous, basically? Like, um, is that the kind of th- well, thing? Well, you can call it get you more famous, but it's also, like, promote the projects that you have coming out. Right, okay. Also protect you, like, if you're banging a runner, then they might have, like, a crisis team. I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> if you're banging like a production, why did that assistant? pop in your head? Does that happen a lot? Did runners, runners get banged? Well, no, we actually, know one yes, it does happen a lot more than is uh, announced. We've runners. Yeah. Well, you know, one got banged recently, don't, don't you, David? You know, the recently got banged runner. Can we keep saying banged runner? I mean, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that one. <laughs> oh, he might have been doing the banging. We'll have our top oh, bottom top conversation again. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but like some people need crisis management. Also, some people are not media aware. So like if something happens, they might not know what to say or how to deal with it. A PR would maybe step in and help you with that. Right. Um, I guess. And they get you, you know, they just remind people about you. Also, a lot of times that you see in awards, they'll have a list of like, oh, the top comics to watch are these. It's like a PR, just put them forward for that. Right. Someone told me that about like a... Like a, I was reading an article in something, and it was like the something to read, you know, top ten playwrights or something. Yeah. So I was like, oh fuck, that person's in there. That's weird. I didn't even know that. They were like, oh no, no, they've PR'd that. Oh, and you know what else they do? This really put me off. When I was um, chatting to the new PR company, they were like, we find uh, aligning yourself with charities is really great. So maybe. Uh, like an ambassadorship with a charity would be really good. And I'm like, I think it's gross to do that to further oh your profile. I know. Oh, God. I, I was told – so this this thing blew my mind. I'm not sure I can say who it was, but it was – well, can, can you bleep this out, uh, James? Uh, told me. Oh. Told you. Yeah. He used to do stuff on the radio or whatever, and his – agents got a call from a 
a PR company going, would you like to go out with... <gasps> oh. And would you like it, to go out with... Yeah. Or have a <laughs> like, relationship or just a night, a date? Like a relationship with her. Because it will be like it will get in the news. And then it will give you both more profile. No. Yeah. And I've it was like, seen that. I've can, seen can that. Can you imagine that? Yeah, you have. Really? Yeah. I've like, seen that. Totally not going out. But they say they wouldn't have gone out. They just would have gone to a party together and be photographed. Yeah. yeah. That's a real thing. But no And one's... you've heard that. No. PRs call me and they're like, can you make a statement that you are definitely not dating our client now? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you would have no sexual interest in Greg James. All right. Um, <laughs> no. No one's pitched any of that to me, but I've, I can confirm that that happens. Fuck. See, that to me is something I'd love I'm to hear. I'm so naive. Um, when he told me, I literally was open-mouthed. Like, yeah. And I was like, well, the little bits of... Uh, little bits of uh, news that has been put out about me has been such a lie. And it's like once it happened. And so you do go, like, because I, I don't know, but like, I've never sort of known how much bollocks there were in the red tops or whatever. You know, how much of it is bollocks. But it is like 99% absolute bollocks, isn't it? Like, Here's not- what we should do. Joe and I, we're already working together. We have bargain holidays coming out on Channel 4. We've established that you two need definitely an attitude makeover. Oh, I'm going to set up a PR company and I'm going <laughs> to PR the shit out of both of you. It's a new series. Oh my God. I'll get you guys what would you some call it? celeb relationships. I oh, mean... stunt relationships. Ooh, shit, who should we date? Oh my God. Who should we date? Something with canals. Yeah. I met her Baby a couple of months ago. Did you? Oh Yeah. Yeah. Well, the papers are going to hear about that, <laughs> and I might add some details. You, you, the mystery blonde. There was zero chemistry. Petra saw her in a play and said she was excellent. Oh, I'm not saying she can't act. The show's called From Bottoms to Tops. <laughs> yeah, From Bottoms to Tops. <laughs> and I'm going to get you guys full designer suits, red carpets. I'm going to get you papped, being like wasted, coming out of a nightclub with like Lottie Moss. Lottie, Lottie Moss. Who's that? And the headline will be 33 year difference between Lottie Moss, Chatterbix hosts yeah. and model. There you go. Exactly oh. that. It's Kate Moss's We're... little sister. She's very hot right now. Oh, is, she, is get... that her sister? How old is she? Like 25. Um, Lottie Moss. God, isn't Kate Moss about 50? Shouldn't we date her? No. Oh. It's not going to get as much press. I'm sorry. That was not uh, up for discussion. That was it. We should not be. Okay. <laughs> no. Well, maybe I I saw her in uh, in London once, Kate Moss, and yeah. she literally glowed. Like yeah. she she was so like different to normal humans. She's beautiful. Yeah. So I would like to date her. Well, Joe um, admitted that he, you. He was entranced by you, Catherine. Yeah, and has been ever since. And I'm open about that now. I've chatted to you. I am entranced by you, Catherine. I'm entrancing. You, I thought you could say you're entranced by me, but you didn't. You said. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, oh my God. I'm, not, back at me. I'm um, not easily entranced, but I do love Joe. This is why. This is why I would move heaven and earth and take helicopters just to make a series with you because oh I think you're so funny and talented. 
Well, thank you. This is fantastic. Oh, God, <laughs> But not, to repeat, not entranced. No. <laughs> well, I, I don't think I'm capable of entrancement. Just, just Bobby. Just Bobby. Fine. I'm entranced by him, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's lovely. That'll do. But, <laughs> that's but, lovely. But... That'll do. Thank you. That's lovely. <laughs> uh, shame, man. Not entranced. Shame. Never mind. Never well, entranced. I mean, what do you mean by entranced? Yeah, what do you mean I by entranced? No, I like... I'm going to go back to what kind of what I said earlier. Like no, I don't think, do that. We've heard that. No, no, but like I, <laughs> I, I was in trance. But like David said, like earlier before you were on the pod, like like an older sister, I sort of was like a puppy, just going, "What does Catherine think of that?" Because I'd like her take on that because it'll be wiser and uh, and make more sense than the negativity. I'm just thinking about that thing or whatever. And and I did. I said to David genuinely, like before we even recorded, I was like, I felt like. Like a like a sort of more positive version of myself when I was around you, and then I felt it as David said when I went back and sort of spent time with David. I felt it dwindle. That's not oh. fair. That makes you, me feel bad. No, yeah. you said that earlier. Yeah, but just for a bit of fun. <laughs> no, I don't want. Yeah, and I said it for fun as well. So don't. <laughs> <laughs> but then wait until this series comes out because yeah, from bottom to top. Job- on there, not bottoms to tops. It's going to be a, a hit. But bargain holidays, I was so negative, and nothing's good enough for me, and I'm really fancy and spoiled. And and Joe was going to each city and place and activity with a childlike wonderment. So I mean, yeah, I have a childlike wonderment. That's what's annoying is that you're like, oh, Catherine's so positive and encouraging, and then everyone's going to be like, that bitch, poor Joe, had to travel around with that. Spoiled Not knowing bit. that I was up, absolutely being lifted up every time the cameras were on. <laughs> didn't get that, did you? Just felt the... Uh, being like, someone shat themselves on my plane, Joe. <laughs> they did do that, didn't they? Yeah. And I remained positive throughout. It was really dangerous to shit this guy shitting himself on the plane because everyone refused to sit by him. What? Did you hear about this, David? No. So Joe made me fly on a very budget airline mm. mm-hmm. to a place that no one wants to go. <laughs> where? And was it? Where was it? It was like Bulgaria. Yeah. For a wonderful cause, you know, for a series, it was really cool finding bargains for people. Mm. Sure, but let's not cheap out on the airline because this man was very, you know, it's not that he had incontinence issues from any medical issue. He was young and he was very drunk, and he promptly shot himself upon takeoff. How do you know? Well, I know because <laughs> all the people around him started screaming, he shot himself, he shot himself. <laughs> um, oh my God, he shot himself. And the people got up and they refused to sit near him. And they all stood at the front of the plane where obviously I was in like last first class, the worst first class I've ever imagined. And... And then this, the cabin crew were like, you can't all stand at the front of the plane because it's a weight distribution issue. We'll be like nose heavy. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, I'm feeling nose heavy. Sat next to him. We shot himself. <laughs> I'm not going. And then there were no other seats and people just started fighting and panicking because this guy for what three hours. What was he hours, doing? What was he doing? Just sitting laughing, in his chair. Laughing, listening to music. Laughing. <laughs> Love to have that confidence. <laughs> Never have that confidence. Oh, Never. no, no. <laughs> laughing <laughs> yes. it was uh shocking to say yeah it scarred you didn't it a bit then 
Yes, it did. And then, Even Catherine got scarred by that. She could not put a positive <laughs> twist on that. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your philosophy now? My positivity. <laughs> I've learned. I've grown. Oh, I haven't. Just sat there. I had a Kit Kat that was like <laughs> white because it was so old. <laughs> I've had one of those. Have you? Well, my friend yeah. Ian Wilkinson, he what? saved his. Um, no, no, my Your friend. Brother? No, no, Your just friend the kid Ian I said, Wilkinson. There's a kid I sat next to in school because we were alphabetical oh. order. I went round his house and uh, he'd saved his uh, Easter eggs and uh, he'd saved them for like seven months because he, oh. he loved his Easter eggs so much. He was like, I was going to keep saving them, keep saving them. And I made him open one of them. Like, this was like October. And he opened it and the fucking egg was grey. And I've never seen a more downbeat kid <laughs> just waiting for his egg. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. It was it was almost white. It was so grey. It's caused by liquid fat, such as cocoa butter, migrating through the chocolate and crystallising on the candy surface. <laughs> there you go, Catherine. That's why I your Kit Kat was white during a <laughs> I love flight that, you that just man shot himself. Yeah. David's quite... Well, Pop, he did not use Google as well. He just nope. Just knew that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ian needs to know about balance. And this is the same thing with money, is it's like breathing. If you hold it all in, you're going to be in trouble. Equally, if you blow it all out, you're going to be in trouble. So it needs to be like <sighs> inhaling and exhaling. Same goes with saving your Easter chocolate. You know, you can only hold on to it for so long. Joe is absolutely <laughs> hanging off that those words yeah. again. You were. Uh, I've counted. Are you making notes, Joe? Mentally, I'm going. There's seven absolute <laughs> gems of wisdom. <laughs> I, I, I might get. Did you sense Joe pink. was um, entranced, Catherine? Not at all. No, no I, I don't. I don't think I hide my entrancement that well. David has read every time I've been entranced. No, you just. We're just hanging do out. You, do you understand your wisdom? Are you aware of your wisdom? I am and I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I, I think you're wise. No, I'm not joking. I'm certainly aware of my uh, peace. And I know that not everyone has the level of peace that I have. And I wish that they did. But sometimes I worry that I'm incapable of any anxiety. Or, I mean, I don't worry too much, obviously. But I, <laughs> I'm like, oh, is it weird just to be this... Must be wonderful. Uh, zen. Like, I'm, I'm very really? happy. Are you? Yeah. Yes. Incredible, isn't it? I, um, and it rubs off on you, David. Can you, I, need, I need to talk to you about performing, Catherine. I don't know. Definitely. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like putting all this stuff on you. You just want to have a chat. No, I'm happy to have it. And really? I, I want you, yes, I don't want you to perform and have it make you feel bad. Do you know why it makes you feel bad? Is because... Um, I'm embarrassed. Yeah, that's you, yeah. Okay. The shame. Yeah. You're supposed to have gotten over that by now. So really? we're just animals and we've only been intellectual for a very short time, but we've had this animal brain and this instinct for thousands and thousands of years. So we're pack animals. And if you separate yourself from the pack, then you've put yourself in danger. So let's say you're like a, a wolf or a dog or a deer or something. If you've separated yourself from the safety of the others and you're out in a field all alone, then you're very vulnerable and something could attack you. You could get killed. And so if you make it back to the pack, 
you're supposed to feel shame. You're supposed to go, oh my God, I can't believe I'll never do that again. That was really dangerous. Okay, I'll definitely stay with the pack. You're not supposed to like the feeling of separating yourself because it's made you so vulnerable. So when comedians get off stage or you finish a record or something, you're supposed to feel that animal brain shame of like, oh, why did I do that? That was really vulnerable. I'll never do that again. And that's why. But then- if you do it a bunch of times, you are definitely. Well, my thing is, why? Why do you want to leave the pack? Stick with the pack. The pack. Well, that's lovely. the same thing, isn't it? It's like the pack's where you're meant to be. So, well, that's how yeah. most people feel, but then those yeah. people don't become performers. So, why have you become a performer if it just makes you feel embarrassed? Is the question. That is what we deal with every single episode, <laughs> yeah. and that's well, I've why stopped, the, I've stopped that's stand the, up because of it, Catherine. Stopped. Oh, so you hide behind Brian. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Well, then I would say continue, you know, don't never let the two meet. So when you come off stage, Brian doesn't feel embarrassed. You're feeling embarrassed on behalf of Brian. But, like, he's chosen to do that. That's what Brian wants to do. Don't feel it. And it's not you. So, Mm. like, just separate yourself right away and go, there's Brian. I'm going to leave him on stage. I don't think you're able to kid yourself like that, would you, David? I think. No. No. Now, I can't get over that I'm the one person in the, like, the club of and 100, 200 people and I'm the one facing that way. And I'm like, why, why are you facing that way? Well, it's cool what that you, you have what do you a want, David? strong <laughs> animal brain. That's cool. Yeah. So that's a lovely spin. That's a lovely spin. Yeah, but if I said strong animal brain, you'd go, oh, fuck off, David. Yeah, I know, but I don't listen to you. Why? Oh. I listen to Catherine. <laughs> I don't want to be guided, other, guided by you. It probably means other good things. It means that you're intuitive and that you have like a strong sense of self and your gut is probably right a lot of the time. Like because your gut is right, you shouldn't be on stage. That's true. We the rest of us who like it have overridden that due to like attention seeking or just apathy or whatever. Mm. Helped. Mm. <laughs> I think, I think just recognize it next time. Go, that's just my animal brain trying to keep me safe. But I've chosen to do this because something about it is fun to me and funny to me. But don't worry. But like it's fun, isn't it? It's playing. It's playful. Yeah. yeah. I think if you acknowledge your animal brain and give it, you know, treat it like a child. Go, no, that's okay. That's fine. You're safe. Then you'll feel better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sing you a song. <laughs> right now as a thank you or as a goodbye <laughs> so only one way we ever end these pods I would love to be sung a song really? yeah, yeah. okay everybody wants to <laughs> I really thought There's it was going to be a, a song you'd, you'd written David rather no, than no, no, no. karaoke there is a song that psychologists have actually developed worked on um that always makes kids happy it's called the happy song if you played it for your kids they're kind of too old now go on but it's a song that has just the way that it is and the musical notes and the sounds of helicopters and things and cats this song makes every baby stop crying if you put it on the babies are like "Hmm?" it's sort of like when a baby sees joe on a bus baby's like what (laughs) that was true (laughs) what yeah Yeah. (laughs) how's it go it's like, um, it's by Imogen Heap. It goes, um, ding, ding goes the bicycle, beep, beep in a car. 
ting, ting, a submarine, helicopter, a choo-choo train, an aeroplane, a rocket to the sky. La, 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 da something, something, da, na, 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 na. Oh, up in the sky and deep in the ocean, through valleys and hills, away we go. And there are all these different. Even that was beautiful. Thank you. you A lovely voice. What a lovely episode. (laughs) Yeah, this has been super. Thank you, Catherine. I mean, it's been helicopter heavy. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's a little bit of top and bottom made us uncomfortable, but that's all part of the fun. All part of the fun. You get it all with me. It's a mixed bag. Catherine, thank thank you, Catherine. Thank you for having me on. I hope that you guys feel good today. Can we really text you? (laughs) Yeah. Go text me sometimes. Yeah, I do. I do. Feeling a bit blue. (laughs) Why am I feeling blue? (laughs) And Roisin is such another good resource. Roisin Connolly, I think, is the funniest person in the whole world. She said something to me the other night. She was talking about... We're talking about relationships, I think. And she just talked for like 25 minutes about why some people are good in relationships and all this sort of stuff. And, and I was just literally transfixed by her. Yeah, like, me too. I always so come away brainy. from her with something life-changing. Yeah, sure. but it's like it just oozes out of her like wisdom and like yourself, yeah. like just it's sort of the default. Like, and Maybe uh, it's an Irish thing. Oh, yeah, you're both Irish, aren't you? Yeah, I just don't sound it. No, no. Well, thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, guys. I'm going now to Spotify headquarters to do someone else's podcast. Oh. I have to be there in person to do, which oh, is so no one does that anymore. That's you'd have to say who. It's called the Receipts Podcast. I think it's oh, like young, cool. Yeah, ethnic. I've heard of that. Yeah. So you know, where's oh. Spotify headquarters? I don't know. In central London, uh, you get a helicopter there, basically. I hope so. I don't hear one. <laughs> I'd love it if one landed on your workspace. And you, yeah. And you just no, I'm getting an Addison Lee, which is no longer an acceptable company. They've gone really downhill. Oh. I'm so Devastated to see that. Why have they gone downhill? Like the, walk. I don't know why. But what, I mean, what respect? Sorry, we're going on now. What, what they're just dirty cars or something? The, yeah, the quality of the cars. Not as good. I think um, the drivers have been like quite cheeky with me. I had this. This driver last time, well, look, I don't want to make this podcast too poo heavy. You won't believe this. I was going to Hammersmith from North London. And then all of a sudden I found myself, the driver like turned into a side road and then backed out and went the opposite way. Like he started going 180 different direction down a different street. And I went, oh, that was weird. Maybe he wasn't following the directions. Fine. And then we pull up outside a house, a semi-detached home in a residential neighborhood. And he said, I'm going to leave you here for a while. I'm sorry, I need to go to the bathroom. And I said, where are we? And he said, I've driven to my house. (laughs) And I had to sit on a summer's day in a hot car for about 20 minutes while this guy took a shit at home. (laughs) (laughs) He must have been thinking... Fucking hell, Catherine's waiting in the car and I'm having a poo in my home. Or, or yeah, just like, when he was just driving, I fucking hell, <laughs> to make that decision. 
And I said to my sister, I was like, I'm in the car. I called my sister. I'm like, what the hell? And she goes, well, would you rather eat? Like he shot his pants in the car. I said, that's, those are not the options. Go to a Starbucks. Go like anywhere on the way. <laughs> oh, God. I, don't, I, don't know I hate I'd... that there was part of that journey where his bum was full. <laughs> <laughs> I always I, think when someone says that, I, I always want to go. Like, do you think? Oh, anyway, I'm bored. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> enough. Jerry, it was enough. unbelievable, guys. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Confident again. Lots of confident bum men out there, <laughs> and women. <laughs> and Maybe women. it's me. Like what they have in common is me. Maybe just being around me makes them feel like Joe. Yeah. They, we, we relax too much around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm. Well, my car's outside, and if it's the same guy, he can use my house because I gotta go. Yeah, that's thank weird, you, Catherine. Thank you, Catherine. Nice it's to see so you. So lovely. Yeah. Thanks so Talk much. Thanks for your wisdom. Bye. 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 Yeah.